Hey, this is Jeffrey Wu with the HVMN Health via Modern Nutrition Podcast, and this is a free fatty Friday. And today's topic is around the idea that life is too short to make all the mistakes yourself. So what is the best approach framework thought process to learn and take advice? So I'm going to break down this talk into two parts, which is one, how to best receive and understand and make advice useful and the considerations and thoughts of how to select the inputs of information and how to open up and how to foster these types of relationships. And the second part, talking about how to give advice. And I've been very fortunate over the years to receive a lot of good advice, some bad advice as well. And in a more recent lucky position where I have enough battle scars, thoughts, ideas where my advice could be useful for some folks, whether that's in health, human performance, startups, all of the experiences that I might have a little bit of experience in. So let's get started. Because life is so short, it's too short to make all the mistakes yourself. How do we best learn from other people's mistakes? absorb those pains, absorb those scars, so we don't have to make our own mistakes to understand those lessons. Hey guys, this is Jeff Wu interrupting my podcast for a special offer, a special announcement for you. As you might know, HVMN just launched the new Keto Food Bar, and they're yummy, they're delicious, and I wanna make a special personal offer for you to give you a discount to get those into your hands. So for a limited time only, use the discount code JEFF10. That's G-E-O-F-F number one, number zero. Jeff 10 for a 10% discount on the Keto Food Bar on HVMN.com. We got Mexican hot chocolate, one of my personal favorites. We got vanilla shortbread. We got chocolate chunk. And of course, we got the everything bagel, which is legit savory, garlicky, oniony. And these have become staples in my own personal life. I like to eat this with a cup of coffee for breakfast. I've been using the Mexican hot chocolate, the vanilla as grab and go bars when I'm biking, when I'm out on the town, when it's not easy for me to eat healthy, eat keto. So these are certified organic. They actually are yummy. They aren't these weird synthetic artificial tasting bars you might see that are keto compliant but have a bunch of fake IMOs and things that actually spike glycemic response. And of course, while they're also certified organic and they actually taste good, these have been tested on continuous glucose monitors, so they actually have flat glycemic response on your blood sugar. So essentially, it's a, a fasting mimetic, but we're still delivering almost 300 calories of healthy fat and 12 grams of healthy protein and grass-fed collagen. These are legit. I'm so excited for you to try them and use my personal discount code, Jeff10, to get a special 10% discount. So check it out and enjoy and back to the program. How to seek advice. And when people think about advice, they think, oh, I need a mentor. I need Elon Musk. I need Kanye West. I need uh, Michelle Obama to be my personal mentor. And I'm gonna go try to be their friend and try to sit down for a coffee or a phone call. Now, that is unrealistic and not a very useful framework to seek advice. And advice doesn't have to be given in person. Advice is simply information transferred from one person's experience to another. 
And that information can be stored, embedded, transmitted through video, through a podcast, or a YouTube channel, through a book. And that's where I want to open up the scope of this conversation, which is that oftentimes the best advice is in timeless, lindy books that have passed down and stood the test of time for thousands of years. For example, Marcus Aurelius's Meditations. Very interesting work and very interesting to understand the mindset of a Roman emperor whose empire is crumbling and being invaded by barbarians. Very interesting framework to deal with resilience, stress, and the stoicism, how to fight through all of that exogenous external conflict, for example. And I would say that oftentimes a lot of the holy texts are oftentimes very useful inspirations in terms of getting advice of how to live a well-lived life. So the point here is that advice is not, hey, I need to talk to a person I respect and sit down with them and, and, and because that's too high of a bar. I can't get a sit-down meeting with Elon Musk. I can't get a sit-down meeting with Michelle Obama. So uh, do I just give up? No, I look and seek for ways to understand their mindset through their work, through their literature, through their writings, through their interviews, and start getting a template model of how they approach, how they think, and have that character in my brain so I can have an internal dialogue of me with my mental model of how someone like Marcus Aurelius or Michelle Obama or Jay-Z or Oprah would deal with some of the problems that I might be dealing with on a personal basis. So that's important, fact one. But that's very broad, right? If I have a book of uh, Marcus Aurelius or try to build a mental model of Michelle Obama in my head, that's not actually useful if I'm trying to take and solve day-to-day problems. So I think that's where the difference or the nuance uh, should be further explored. So general frameworks, general holistic thoughts around how to live a well-lived life, how to generally deal with classes of problems, right? Oh, how should I deal with someone being mean to me? How should I deal with this type of general business problem? How should I deal with this type of health problem? Sure, a book that's impersonal could be useful to at least orient yourself towards a framework. Now, what should we do when there's an actual tactical specific issue that we can that we want to work through? And that's where a general advice is not as useful. So this is important to then figure out who are your confidants that you can talk to on a synchronous live basis and actually problem solve together. Now, there's two things to consider when you let people into that fold. And it's, it's a pretty simple checklist for me. And this is something that I think we all should do more formally because if you take the wrong advice, it oftentimes backfires and makes a initial problem even worse. Now, let me tell you why. One, when I take advice from people, I first need to understand my own mental state. I need to be self-aware of what I want out of this advice session. Oftentimes, we just want self-affirmation. We just want a yes person to say, hey, Jeff, you're really smart. Do what you wanted to do, which is fine. Sometimes we just need that support and a cheerleader. But oftentimes, it's not that. We actually want to learn. We actually have confusion. We actually have doubt. So understand what you want 
personally out of that advice. And that takes some self-awareness. You need to really self-analyze and say, hey, do I just want a cheerleader here? Or do I actually want to have my assumptions, my thought process, my framework challenged and potentially reversed? So you need to understand where you are at. Now, after doing that self-work, that self-analysis, now you need to understand who to talk with and do they have enough context to actually understand your situation. Now, most people do not care enough, do not have enough context, do not have enough experience to give you actually useful advice. Oftentimes, if the person giving advice is not a domain expert in your area, nor do they have enough context to actually understand your specific problem, their random spouting of general maxims or aphorisms are not useful. Oftentimes, they will backfire because they're dealing with less information, less skin in the game to actually think through the problem to the level that you've already thought through, right? So I'm assuming that if you're trying to seek advice on a problem that you're facing, you probably have a lot of skin in the game. You probably care a lot. You probably thought through this much more than some arbitrary person that you're talking to. Because one, you have a lot of skin in the game. Two, you've thought through a lot of scenarios. Three, you have the deepest context of all the little uh, idiosyncrasies of your specific situation. And four, you probably have some expertise if you're in this area. So when I seek advice on a specific physiology problem or a business problem or a negotiation problem, I have to think who in my network is actually a subject matter expert. For example, Tom Brady, greatest quarterback of all time. But I'm not necessarily going to come to him to talk about e-commerce infrastructure, right? Because although he is very, you know, the best at his field of American football, of longevity, of uh, the practical applications of longevity, he not he isn't necessarily an e-commerce expert. And I would also say he's not necessarily an expert uh, physiologist or sports nutritionist to maybe give comments on what is the best diet for a holistic population, right? You have to understand where that person is specifically a world expert and understand that that expertise does not necessarily translate to everything else. So you gotta be smart about that. So yes, practical applications of longevity, I'm gonna listen to Tom Brady, but uh, advice around uh, clinical trials for different molecules for small drug development for longevity, I'm going to talk to an academic or a clinician who's actually doing this on a day-to-day basis, not someone who is a specimen of, 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 this, of, of this concept, but someone who's actually implementing and seeing data there. So that's very important. You need to choose and talk with people that actually have expertise in the problem that you're trying to solve. So whether that's nutrition, talk to someone who actually has seen and tracked data around their weight management or their body composition, right? And I think this is where it's interesting when I look at practitioners or clinicians who aren't healthy, especially when it comes to health or, or, or weight, if they're not really walking the walk and they're, and they're giving you the talk, that is less credible to me. If you cannot implement this in your own life of being fit, of being healthy, then it's hard for me to take your advice seriously because one, your advice doesn't work because it clearly has not worked for you. Or two, you don't actually believe it. You're not actually implementing it. So it's important to, when you take advice, 
take it from advice that from people who actually have credibility, reputation, actually walk the walk. So that already limits the box of people that you should consult with. Of course, you need to trust and have like an actual relationship there. I think this goes into part two, which is that they have to understand enough context of your specific situation. So you could talk to me about a startup problem or something about fasting or a ketogenic diet. You know, I would say that I am fairly expert in the practical applications as well as the physiology of ketogenic diet fasting. I'm a published scientist in this space. I've uh, seen probably as much data as anyone now over the last seven years looking at academic data, anecdotal data, and seeing the applications of the very, very high ends of elite military, elite athletics. So in that sense, I am, I would say, reasonably qualified to comment and give advice on this general area. But if I do not know your specific context or issue, it's hard for anyone to actually give specific advice. So for example, if an arbitrary person says, hey, should I use a ketogenic diet? Should I fast? Uh, I can give you the general holistic answer for the pop general average American, which is, okay, you're 75% of us are overweight, obese, 33% of us are pre-diabetic, diabetic, 80% of our metabolic syndrome. I'll probably cater an answer to that average American. But if you're a Tour de France athlete, if you're an MMA fighter, if you're a boxer, you're an Olympic powerlifting athlete, I'm gonna have a very different nuanced answer and advice for you. So when you take advice from someone who is a qualified expert in your opinion, you have to give them enough context, all the details that you've thought through, that you've considered all the variables and make sure they have enough of that context to actually comment intelligently. So this part is uh, important because you might have someone in your life that is an expert in their space, but if they do not have enough context or do not care enough to actually dive into your life, understand the issue, then they're not gonna give you the quality of advice that you're really trying to seek. So that's so that, that's the one-two punch, right? So internally, you need to understand, are you looking for a yes man or a yes woman? Or are you actually seeking to learn and put yourself in the mind, a self-awareness to actually understand what you're trying to get out of an advice session? And then two, assess them are they qualified to actually be an expert in the area that you're trying to solve? And then two, are you giving them enough context? And I think that's an especially important thing to talk about because oftentimes if you're you know, proud and have an ego, you don't wanna share all of your problems. So you're hiding or you're being more overly optimistic or you're kind of uh, hand-waving through some of the more critical pieces of information. And that backfires, right? Because if you're not actually going to the root issues that you're trying to solve, how can someone actually help you, right? If you're lying to yourself and then lying to the person that you're trying to get advice from about your situation, you're trying to make it not sound as bad because you don't want to be embarrassed, you don't want to look like, you know, incompetent or stupid. I think that's something that you need to be self-aware about and work through internally so you can resolve that insecurity to actually get advice from someone that you trust and care about so they can actually reciprocate that trust and care and help you out. So those are some of the considerations and frameworks of how I think about receiving advice, right? So as a summary here, advice is simply information transfer between another lived experience of a human to you. And that can be transmitted through text, writing, audio, conversation, in person. 
Now, obviously, when you actually go to bespoke tactical advice and not just general frameworks, that's where a conversation needs to happen. And I walk through considerations of how to choose the people that you wanna open up to and what are the important things to take into consideration when you open up to them so you can actually have a full context dump so they can actually work through the problem with you. Maybe that's like the one last point that uh, I'll leave there, which is that talking through and solving the problem together is often the best framework for advice. You know, just, you know, personal mentors, advisors of mine, um, you know, Alex Krongard, oftentimes when I have, you know, periods of doubt, insecurity, fear, stress, often I, I think we work through the problem together. And that is kind of the right framework to think about it, which is that you, you, you can't really come into the conversation being like, hey, I am helpless, save me. You have to actually work through the problem together because the person giving advice can't run your life for you, right? Like it's your life to live. So you need to work through with your advisors, uh, your mentors to solve the problem together. So that's the last thing in terms of being a good mentee or advice taker. Don't just come in being helpless, come through with a problem agenda. Hey, like this is how I'm thinking about it. This is, these are the considerations. Uh, these are possible scenarios. Work through that together. So hopefully that is helpful from an advice taking perspective. Now let's talk about the inverse, which is giving advice. And this is especially important in this day and age where I would argue that there's more noise than ever and there's a lot of bad information or fake news out there. So we need to be thoughtful around when we are open-minded and ready to have a fair dialogue and give people the space and area and, and oxygen to breathe. And also when we have to be more closed-minded, meaning that we have to focus on what is the task at hand and we do not want to be distracted by the noise. And this might sound like I'm narrow-minded or provincial, but I think this is a very modern problem where this is actually just keeping sane. You cannot expect to have an information drip of constant noise coming into your head. So my thought of being narrow-minded and open-minded is a reaction to the overwhelming information dump where algorithms, machine learning is designed to, to steal your attention from you as much as possible for some of the biggest tech companies' business models. So this is not some aesthetic philosophical reason to say we should be closed-minded. It is saying that we have to be closed-minded to stay sane in the modern intellectual uh, information economy. So we need to understand and be self-aware when is the right time to be open-minded, open for debate, open for new information, and when we need to actually be noise-canceling, calm things down, be in our own mind, headspace, actually think through problems from first principles. And that's what I think about when I'm in a position where I'm asked to give advice. Because there's so much noise out there already, I want my information, my advice to not add to what I see as a negative part of too much information. I want my voice, my ideas to be clear, crisp, and useful. So. Just like you can be a good advice seeker, advice learner, I think there are some attributes on being a good advice giver. And 
just like there's a series of questions that you can you should tick through as you're taking advice, there's the same almost analogous inverse ticket questions on the giving side. Again, there's multiple different mediums you can play with, right? With a podcast or a YouTube channel or a conversation, I can scale out the advice, at least from a holistic framework perspective, and spend 20, 30 minutes talking through an idea and have this information be stored, archived, searchable for tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of listens down the line, as, as opposed to, hey, I need to schedule 30 minutes in, 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 in series and my time is so limited to, to, to be able to do that. So we can play with the mediums and then second question to, to think about is why do you want to give advice? And just like there's an ego protection on the advice taking side, I think there is a responsibility to understand why do people even want to give advice? And I think for better or for worse, I, a lot of people like the ego rush of bossing other people around. And I don't think that's a bad thing necessarily. Ego is part of the human experience. We all have egos. But I think it is un important to understand that you don't use your ego to then put people down when you're giving them advice. You need to understand that, hey, that's someone's opening up to you. Don't just show off your ego and become overly arrogant and overly proud and have hubris because someone else is putting you up on a pedestal where you're, uh, you're, you're taking their advice. I think the sensible approach is, yes, understand there's an ego component, but there should be a deeper alignment, deeper meaning there, which is that, you know, is there a shared alignment or dream with the person you're having a conversation with? I think that is oftentimes the most common context in which people actually have, you know, advice conversation where we share business interests, right? We're uh, on the same team or we share a philosophy of how to best build our community and society. We have a shared philosophy on nutrition, right? Like we think that fasting windows, we think reducing refined carbohydrates would be a better type of culture, of food culture that we should all live in. And if we can solve that, we can ch change the shape of our healthcare system and everyday livelihood by improving the quality of life where no one has, where we reduce the chronic condition rates, right? So like there is a shared alignment of why we were even having a conversation, spending time together. Or it's you genuinely care for the best of the other person, which I think is like the most rare altruistic form, right? I think a lot of people give advice because of ego. I think a lot of people give advice because there's a shared economic or philosophical interest where if I help you succeed, you're gonna, you know, I, I get a piece of the skin, I have some skin in the game or it helps move my agenda forward. So again, not a knock on that type of shared interest or alignment of values, but something to just call out specifically as a context of why you're giving advice. And I think what's most rare is, yeah, just generally caring. So this is likely a family member or, you know, close friend where you literally just want to see them succeed because you care for them. And uh, I, I think the world would be much more compassionate and understanding place if we all open ourselves up to that kind of vulnerability of more of these class three. Hey, I want, I'm just spending my time to be in your shoes really understand your situation and just generally wanting the, the best for you, even if it's at the discount of my personal interests. So those are important to go through again from a self-awareness perspective on why you're giving advice. And then again, I think just like taking advice 
are you actually qualified to give advice on this topic or are you just uh, BSing, right? You know, does the person want just affirmation and a cheerleader or do they actually want to problem solve with you? So I think as an advice giver, you should run through that same exercise. Hey, Jeff, do you just want a friend? You want just support? I, I'm, your, I'm your cheerleader, right? And just understanding if that's what they actually want and you can play that role, great. Or, hey, you actually want me to problem solve with you. You gotta think, hey, am I even qualified to help here? And then two, do I have enough information before I start spouting off random ideas to actually understand and genuinely care enough to solve that specific problem? So those, I think, are just super important because I think it's too flippant to just share bad advice around that backfires for people. And lastly, and this is something that I'm imperfect on and continually improve on, which is how do you best communicate to that person? And my style is generally more direct, more blunt. I, to me, there's something powerful in just being blunt, direct, and shaking people out of their stupor, uh, their, 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 their complacency. But often that does, sometimes doesn't work on in different types of people where they want more of a congenial <laughs> approach to taking advice. So for me, it's personally as an area of improvement is if I am caring enough to spend my time giving advice, I need to be thoughtful on the form, tone, a way to deliver the advice. And that's just because I want to maintain as high fidelity of, of communication and transmission of information of my head to yours. And if I'm not doing it and transmitting it properly, then it defeats the purpose. So it's not like PC or tone police or snow, you know, being snowflakes about talking, but I think there is an art to deliver clear, concise, precise language, precise advice without stepping in the lines of being patronizing, aggressive, blunt, because people get defensive. Now they close off because it's too direct, too aggressive. So that is something that I think we can all, well, I, I, think, I think everyone can, can improve on this. And I know that's something that I explicitly want to improve on, which is that we have very, you know, arguably clear ideas of, of in our heads. And it's important how we can translate that into the very imprecise, fuzzy language of human language, English, Spanish, Portuguese, Mandarin. These are encapsulations of emotions that are so complex. So the words, uh, the vocal sounds coming out of my voice right now are very imprecise manifestations of deep, complex ideas. So as we are both giving and receiving advice, understand, and this is my information theory, uh, computer science background guy coming out, understand that the signal is imperfect because ideas are not perfectly captured by the English language. So there is some loss and understand that we can always improve to reduce the loss rate. So I think the dream state is something like a neural link or an ability to really translate the emotional and mental context of my brain into your brain and vice versa. And we can then truly walk in each other's shoes. That would be one, a very brave new world. Uh, obviously that technology is not gonna exist for quite some time, if possible. 
But I think it is a good thought experiment to understand what I mean by perfect information state transfer. If that is the high, uh, the, the clearest bar of communication that we want to reach, then we know that the precision, the, the diction, the word choice, the tone, the cadence of the words that we speak are so important to try to mimic and hit that bar of perfect mental, emotional state memory transfer uh, as, a, as a form of communication. So I'm gonna wrap it up here and I hopefully gave you some food for thought in terms of how to maximize the lessons and pains and, and, and learnings from all of humanity. So each of us as individuals don't need to make all of those mistakes. My personal goal here is that, yeah, uh, is basically, hey, life's too short to make everyone else's mistakes. If I cannot make everyone else's mistakes, and that's gonna be, put you in a, so much of a stronger starting position to accomplish and, and figure out your own personal life's mission and dream. So hope this is useful. Hope this makes you a better advice seeker and a better advice giver. As if you like this, please do share it with your friends. Hopefully this is useful to foster discussion between friend groups or family groups in terms of just giving better communication and better advice in, in between your, your trusted circles. So if you share this, much appreciated. If you have comments, thoughts, feedback on my thoughts, framework of how I think about advice, comment, tweet at me, IG me at, at G-E-O-F-F-R-E-Y-W-O-O or at HVMN. Uh, as always, stay resilient, stay thoughtful, keep moving forward, and hope you have a great uh, weekend. Talk to you guys all very soon. Hey, this is Jeff Wu from HVMN here. If you like this podcast, check out my new favorite podcasting app called Shuffle App. Use Shuffle to find your favorite clip from this episode, post on Twitter and Instagram, and tag us at HVMN. And the best clip will win a free variety pack of our brand new keto food bars. They're great, super keto compliant, certified organic, tastes delicious. Check out Keto Food Bars and check out Shuffle.